people of the world. Welcome once again to the BGM Fight Club. Welcome once again to the BGM Fight Club, a BGM podcast where I make a top, I choose a topic. I choose two members of the BGM podcast community or BGM podcasters themselves, have them make a playlist on the topic, pit said playlist against each other to determine a winner and who has the better taste in music. I am once again your host, the commissioner, the last Rican. A few top of show notes. First and foremost, congratulations to Kung Fu Carlito in defeating Bedroth in what was a grueling match which ended in a very decisive sudden death round. Carlito is now in the finals of the Supreme of the Ring. So, he stands to make history as being the first ever Supreme of the Ring. Uh, the Game Awards came and went. Uh, pretty good Game Awards, uh, although I will say the whole, you know, world premiere thing, a lot of stuff that they world premiered was stuff that we already knew about. So, how's it world premiere? Oh, because it was the first time seeing a tr particular trailer or whatnot. And it's like, okay. Um, outside of that, I thought the Game Awards were great. Uh, I am sorry that this episode is coming to you like a day or two late. I have been very busy doing deliveries via DoorDash. Because on Friday, I will be driving down to meet my the mother of my two oldest children halfway to bring them up for the holidays. So, um been kind of busy getting up money to make sure I have enough funds for the trip. Outside of that, everything else here at the Fight Club has been peaceful. We are nearing the end of the Supreme of the Ring tournament and the end of our third season. So once again, I'd like to thank anyone and everyone that has listened in and been with us thus far. It's been a hell of a ride. So I'm not going to bore you guys with any more details as the night goes on. Uh, we're just going to get right to the point. So. The second round, the second semifinal match, sees two rookies who just recently entered the VGM Fight Club. That is Muddled Madness and Prof Jeff. Now, the matchup that these two are partaking in is a generation, a generational genocidal warfare match. Simply put, I had them each pick tracks from different generations of the game in a certain order. Round one will be 16-bit. Hold on, let me let me just double check it correct myself. Round 1 will be 16-bit generation. Round 2 will be the PlayStation, Sega Saturn, Nintendo 64 era. Round 3 will be the PS2, Dreamcast, Xbox, GameCube era. Round 5 will be PS3, Xbox One, Wii, so on so Xbox, actually no, Xbox 360. Uh, I'm trying to think what else came out. That era. Round five is more, you know, just whatever they feel like playing. And as is Sudden Death. So, both individuals have submitted their tracks to me. And if I am correct, one moment. Let me double check something here real quick. Oh, excuse me. Hmm. I have to check. All right. So, Prof. Jeff will be going first each round followed by muddled madness tracks so like i said we're not gonna waste too much time we're gonna get right into it 
So the first track coming from Prof Jeff for round one comes from the game Knuckles Chaotix for the Sega 32X. The track is called Just Another Day, The Good Ending. Composers are Junko Shiratsu and Mariko Namba. So let's go ahead and give it a listen because this is a game I've never played. And this stat, this kind of like, um, honestly, this kind of lines up well. And I'll tell you why after the track. Just Another Day, good ending, from the game Knuckles Chaotix for the Sega 32X, composed by Junko Shiratsu and Mariko Namba. Um, so I was saying that this kind of perfectly coincides with the fact that um, they just released the trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie, which looks dope. And at the end of the trailer, there was none other than Knuckles, and he just 
had the greatest role. He just had the greatest line throughout the movie, other than Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik with the, where are my manners? Sonic, meet Knuckles. Just, uh, I can't wait for April. This is, this is going to be a great movie. The first movie was great. This one looks like it's going to be even better. All right, but regardless, uh, I love the Sonic the Hedgehog games. Uh, I probably should see if my sons want to play it while they're up here. So I am very excited to have my kids for Christmas. You have no idea how excited I am for this because I have missed them so much since the end of August. Just to be able to hold them and hug them tightly will be more than enough for me. To th th This whole holiday season will mean everything to me just to be able to hold them. But moving on. So what does Muddle Madness have in store for us. He has chosen a track from a timeless game that everybody knows about that I just recently started playing. He has chosen a track from Chrono Trigger and the track is called Battle Theme and it was composed by Andrew Flilipski, I believe that's how it's pronounced. So um, I think we've all heard this track before but I just started playing the game but anyway yep here's the track. by Andrew Flilipski. So I recently started playing Chrono Trigger uh, back in 
when the heck did I start playing that? It, uh, it, it had to be during the summer. Um, I actually have to return my cousin's DS copy of Chrono Trigger to him. But I still have it on my Super Nintendo Classic. And I think my hacked Wii. So I'm going to get around to playing it whenever I can stop doing deliveries when Pennsylvania... Alright, so to kind of explain to people, and then I'll get back to the concept of... Then I'll get back to the music. Uh, my job is seasonal, so during the off-season, I collect unemployment. Problem is with Pennsylvania, their unemployment system is severely behind, so in order to make ends meet, I have to do DoorDash deliveries. And, you know, it's been working well for me, just it's... Uh, I really just want to relax and sit on my ass and play video games. Oh, boy. Anywho, um, yeah, so back to this. Chrono Trigger. I started playing it. I really enjoyed it from what little I played. I got past the first boss. Uh, I still need to go back and finish playing it, but I am greatly enjoying this game. I can't wait to actually finally get the chance to sit down and play it as it deserves to be played. But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to round two. So, first track, the, not, not the first track, but Prof, Prof Jeff's track for round two comes from the game Banjo-Kazooie, but this is a rearranged version of Grant Kirkcope's original track, Gobi's Valley. It's called Rejiggy Version, because as you know, not too long ago, Grant Kirkcope, he re-released a lot of the songs from the original Banjo-Kazooie soundtrack and called it the Rejiggy Version. So... This is one of those tracks. So here we go, Gobi's Valley.
Okay, we are back. That was Gobi's Valley from original rejiggy version from original Banjo Kazooie, originally composed by Grant Kirkcoat and rearranged by the same guy. So, confession time. I have never actually played Banjo Kazooie. I have played. I remember when the game first came out. Uh, so let's take a trip with me, boys and girls. Everyone, come aboard the train. We're going to go on the memory train, okay? Toys R Us used to have uh, like demo stations for various game systems: Nintendo 64, PlayStation, things like that. One when Banjo Kazooie was first announced and came out, they had a demo of it playing at the Nintendo 64 station. I remember playing it for a few minutes and just being like, "Eh, I really didn't. I really wasn't into it." Um. <laughs> I have the means of fixing that several times over, be it on the Xbox or on, like, my actual 64. But regardless, um, this is definitely something I might have to remedy very soon. But, you know, that was pretty decent track. I mean, these are games that are beloved by a lot of people. I know uh, my good friend Justin is one of the few games that his wife, who is very anti-game, actually enjoys playing. So, you know, if she likes it, I definitely should probably give it a look-see. But... We're going to move on to Muddled Madness's yeah, to Muddled Madness's track. They have chosen a track from Breath of Fire Three. This is called Cedar Woods, and it's composed by Stephen Morris.
All right, we are back. That was Cedar Woods from Breath of Fire 3, composed by Stephen Morris, and that was for the original PlayStation. So when I listen to this track, and again, like I always tell you guys, I really don't listen to the tracks. You know, I kind of skim them. I don't really listen to them till after I'm done editing and I post this show so I can give a proper vote on the tracks I like during the voting process. But as I listened to this, at first I thought my headphones were on the glitch. But I realized that's just how the song set up, where one side is mainly melody, the other side is like all pops and tingles. Like it does this weird thing, like, you know, that's just how the song was originally composed. So definitely an interesting take. Um, I remember playing the first Breath of Fire when they released the Nintendo Online. And it was in the Super Nintendo version. Um, I played through the first one and I got past the first boss. I haven't been back to play. I know, again, same person, my friend Justin, he loves these games. But then again, Justin is a JRPG fanatic. Like, he loves all these games. Uh, Star Ocean, Breath of Fire, Grandia, uh, I think, what, the original Fantasy Stars. Um, there's another one. Um, Lunar, Silver Star Story. Like, man, he stays playing these games. Like, if it's a JRPG, 9 times out of 10, Justin's playing it. Like, I remember... When he got big into playing, um, what was that game called? Uh, Final Fantasy XI. <sighs> I'm sorry, I just, I've never been into MMORPGs. Although, with Destiny, it's a little different. So, uh, yeah, not my cup of tea. But, you know, moving on, we'll go ahead and go into our round three. So, Prof Jeff has chosen a track from a game that I know very little I know of but I know very little about it's from the game Dark Cloud 2 also known as Dark Chronicle the track is called Never Ending Adventure also known as Rush's Theme it's composed by Tomohito Nishiura and I know this came out for I believe the PS2 so let's see what we're in store for
we are back. That was Neverending Adventure, also known as Russia's Theme, for the game Dark Cloud 2 for the PlayStation 2, composed by Tomohito Nishiura. Now, again, these are one this is one of them games that I've I knew of, but I never actually played. I believe who had this? Um A friend of ours older brother had this game. And he played it non-stop. Outside of that, I know nothing else about this game. Um, I know it's a JRPG, but it's definitely one of those... Um, it's definitely... Well, the track itself was definitely good. Very, uh, felt very forest-like. Like, a track you would play like, as you're tra traversing through a forest-like area, in my opinion. So, um, so, now the question is, what has Muddle Madness brought for this round 3 pick? Yeah, it shows on the track that I think everyone here pretty much knows. And bit of a confession time, I've never played this game. The track is from the game Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. And, well, I'm just going to go ahead and play the track and you guys will know what it is once it starts. Here's the track.
We're back. As you already know, that was Snake Eater from the game Ogre Solid 3 Snake Eater for the PlayStation 2. Composed by Harry Gregson Williams, Norihiko Hibino, and Cynthia Harrell as the vocalist for the track. So, confession time. I have never played Metal Gear Solid 3. I know. I just have it. It's really not my prayer for tea. Like, here's the thing. So, I have a thing about game titles that are prequels, but are further titles in the series. Few prime examples, okay? Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Metal Gear Solid 2 takes place after Metal Gear Solid 1. Snake Eater takes place before both games. And then Metal Gear Solid 4 takes place after all three games. Do you get my point? Capcom did the same thing. Devil May Cry. I think in canonical order. If I am correct. One moment, please. Okay. So, as I was saying, if I am correct. So, I want to look this up. So, Devil May Cry is also notoriously... Um, guilty of this case in point the timeline for the devil may cry series goes like this devil may cry 3 devil may cry devil may cry 2 devil may cry 5 and devil may cry i mean devil may cry 4 devil may cry 5 okay the anime which is actually canon to the games takes place between the events of devil may cry 1 and devil may cry 4 so what the hell like that, that, that's the thing that gets me about prequels it's like why do like i get it at some point like hey we want to explain the story like all right so i have never beat the first red dead redemption i got to um where you get to texas and at the time my roommate at the time accidentally erased the save file because he wanted to play the game on the 360 and he didn't realize he saved over my file when he did because he did create his own profile because he knew nothing about 360 so go fit um the uh uh Red Dead Redemption 2 is a prequel showing the events that took place before Red Dead Redemption 1. And it also took out, came out like, I think, what, like 10, 12 years after the original Red Dead Redemption. So I, uh, I'm actually, I need to finish playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and then go back and play Red Dead Redemption 1 so I can finish out the story. I know how it ends, but regardless, uh, this is one of the cases where I just, I don't like that concept. I mean, it's okay once in a while. If you have DLC for it, cool, but just releasing a whole game as a pre I'm sorry I just I don't like the prequel trend I'm glad there's a lot of games out there that don't do that as much nowadays hopefully now watch a game series I like decides oh actually no there's a game series I like that's doing a whole prequel thing Pokemon Legends Arceus <sighs> I'm not getting that game I'm sorry I'm not I'm just no I'm done like unless it's an actual Pokemon game like Sword Shield I'm good. But regardless, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. It is a beloved game from a lot of people because it introduced a whole lot of different... You know, it introduced... Like, you're, rather than running around a base or a ship or something taking out enemies, you're in the woods. You're in the wilderness. You know, so you have to step up your, you know, stealth game. So, I know a lot of people talk highly about this. It's really beloved by a lot of people. You know, it's especially the bosses. They're all unique and weird. So... It's just one of the things. So, I, again, a game I haven't played. Maybe I'll get around to playing it eventually. Who knows? But we're going to go ahead move on to round four. Prof Jeff's first track. Well, Prof Jeff's track for round four.
comes from the game Sonic Colors. The track is called Sweet Mountain, Act 2. It's composed by Kanichi Tokoi. Or Tokoi. I don't know. I'll try to get the pronunciation right when we get back.
All right, that was Sweet Mountain Act 2 from the game Sonic Colors for the Nintendo Wii, composed by Kenichi Takoi. Now, I know they recently did a re-release Sonic Colors Ultimate for the Switch, but, you know, my cousin Adam, huge Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Remember when this game first came out, uh, I think if you pre-ordered it, you got a hat where, you know, it's a Sonic the Hedgehog hat. So you have like a hedgehog hat. And Adam used to wear this thing everywhere. He still has that hat. But he spoke highly of this game and greatly enjoyed it. Like, I remember, I think he went to a midnight release to get this game for the Wii when he had it. Along with, um, oh god. You know, the Wii is one of them systems where, like, you know, it's either you really loved it or you really hated it. And Adam loved the Wii. Uh, I remember the whole reason why he even got internet for his household was so he could play Monster Hunter Tribe on the Wii. So, uh... Yeah, Adam, huge Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Like, matter of fact, that's why Adam got into um, doing com being a comic book artist or artist in general because he loved drawing Sonic the Hedgehog characters. Okay, so it's always been his thing, and he's a really great artist. So, like, um, so hey, man, I can't wait to see you on Friday. You know, kick it behind in some match at the gathering. Anyway, so moving on to Muddled Madness's fourth round pick. Chosen track from a game that I dearly love, I have, and I need to play more often. Man, I'm getting tired of this. Uh, I was supposed to be relaxing during this offseason. Anyway, the jack is called the track is called Jack a Dandy from the game Guilty Gear Zerd. It's composed by Daisuke Ishiwatari and Norichiki Norichika Sato. So please enjoy.
published Jack of Dandy from the game Guilty Gear Zerd, composed by Daisuke Ishiwatari and Norichika Sato. And this was for the PS3. Now, I actually have this game, but I have the PS4 version. Um, Guilty Gear Zerd... Wait, do I have the PS4 version or the PS3 version? I forget, but Guilty Gear Zerd is the, I guess you could say, the third entry in the Guilty Gear series. And this particular track is for none other than Slayer, who is the leader of the Assassin's Guild, who also happens to be a vampire. Uh, I thought Slayer, like, I played Z Slayer in Guilty Gear X2 Midnight Carnival on the original Xbox. So he was one of my, actually, he was one of my people, but, like, my mains for that one was always Kai, Kai Kisuke, Faust, and, you know, I would use Johnny from time to time. And, you know, Slayer was one of the ones I also learned to use. My problem with Slayer is that I, I'm one of the people where, when it comes to, like, hyper combos or super combos, they need to be flashy. And if they're not flashy, I don't want to use you. Like, you don't have flashy combos. They suck. I don't like you. Slayer's combos are more about, like, you know, just, you know, doing, like, damage. Like, they're not flashy, so to say. Um... I love using Faust because he's weird and he trips people up, so I just, I love Faust. Uh, oddly enough, my ex-wife, that was one of the few video games we used to play together. She used to use Mila Rage and she would hate when I would use Faust. Just absolutely would hate it. So, <laughs> this is, uh, again, like, very jazz fusion-ish type track if you would ask me. But regardless, uh, this is definitely a game series that I love and enjoy, and I still need to get Guilty Gear Strive, so maybe I'll get it at Mag, who knows. And, you know, uh, speaking of Mag, Mr. Moore, if you're listening, and no all chance you're not listening, I'm going to be, you know, putting a little post on your Twitter page sometime in the next hour or two, just to, you know, throw down the gauntlet further. But if you are mis listening, Mr. Moore, that's right, Jesse. Over at Game That Tune. I challenge you to a last man standing match in WWF No Mercy. I think the only rule of stipulation we should have is we should do a blind pick. Basically, we will write down on a piece of paper and hand it to our respective representatives of who we, dis who we are going to pick, which wrestler we will pick for this match. And then, when it comes time to, you know, do the match at MAG, we will hand the papers to our representatives, and they will unveil which wrestlers we have picked. If we both decide to pick the same wrestler, we'll do a coin toss. Alright? So, that being said, well, basically, we'll do a coin toss, so we'll each pick two wrestlers. In the off chance that we both pick the same wrestler, whoever loses his coin toss has to choose their secondary wrestler they're going to pick. So, what do you say, guy? But, with that being said, and now that that's out the way, we're going to move into the final round of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to round five. What have these two combatants brought to the table for their final round? Prof. Jeff has chosen a track from Senrin Kagura Estival Versus. I will explain what this game is for those of you who don't know. But the track is called Searching for the Wilder of Heian, Ikaruga's Theme. And this was composed by Matsumi Ishimura.
Okay, we were back. That track was called Searching for the Wilder Hian, a Perugas theme. From the game Senator Kagura Estival Versus, composed by Matsumi Ishimura. And this is a game I actually owned at one point in time. So, <laughs> alright, uh, this is one of those sort of anime-based games. And the whole concept of the game is it's a group of female characters who are all from various... Um, I think they're all from a high school, but they all represent like different ninja factions, so to say. And um, it's kind of like a warrior style game where you will fight up against a series of enemies and waves and whatnot. And at one point you'll fight against a main enemy. And what happens is as you're fighting against the enemy, um, <laughs> as you take damage or as the enemy takes damage, one of two things will happen. You will build up a meter that allows you to do a shinobi transformation and i'm telling you people right now this is not a game for children okay uh while it doesn't particularly have exact nudity it is very mature and very lewd so uh <laughs> it's just one of the things we're like watch who you're playing this game around all right that's all i can say Right, but anyway, you have your Shinobi transformations, and then also as characters take damage, their clothes start to rip. So there's that also. And then sometimes when a character loses, depending on the area they lose in, they will find themselves in uh, very compromising situations. So uh, if anyone has ever played any of the Rumble Roses games, think something along the lines of that, or even um, Ani-chan Barra Bikini Samurai Slayers. Just, <laughs> oh god. And the sad thing is, I have all three, I've had, I've had the, I still have a Rumble Roses game, and I've had the Ani Chambara Bikini Samurai Slayers, and the, um, Senra and Kagura Estival Versus game, although I want to get Senra and Kagura again. <laughs> oh, alright, we're, we're gonna move on to Muddle Madness's last pick of the night. He has chosen a track from the game 30XX. The track is called Blazing Nobad and is composed by Brandon Ellis.
Alright, we're back. That track was called Blazing Nomad from a game 30XX. Uh, composed by... I think, what was his name again? Brandon Ellis. Uh, so I had to look up gameplay footage of this game. And you know, I think this is something I'm probably going to be buying later this week. Because this game definitely has Mega Man-esque vibes. It's definitely a Mega Man clone. And it's been inspired by Mega Man. And it just looks dope. Um, so yeah, just... And this, the, if the soundtrack sounds anything like this, oh man, it's definitely got, definitely got to get that, you know, on my Switch. So, ladies and gentlemen, people of the world, we have come to the part of the show I like to call Sudden Death. My favorite part of the game. <laughs> Sudden Death. The sudden death part of the show is in the event of a tie, just like we have with Carlito and Bedroth, each contestant will have one last chance to secure victory for themselves via their sudden death track. So, I have to wonder, because again, round five and the sudden death are a free-for-all. I have to wonder, what do each of these gentlemen have in store Prof. Jeff has brought another track from Senran Kagura, Estival Versus. Track is called Ready for the Last Goodbye. <laughs> Yoza Kura's theme. This is composed by also Motsumi Ishimura. And I have to wonder if Prof. Jeff is, you know, uh, throwing a little shade Muddle Madness's way. Here's the track.
All right, we're back. That was Ready for the Last Goodbye, Yozakura's theme from the game Senra Kagura Estival Versus, composed by Matsumi Ishimura. I gotta wonder if Muddle, I mean, I gotta wonder if Prof Jeff is throwing a jab at Muddle, like, yeah, man, you done. Packed it up. It's a wrap. <laughs> Just, oh, man. So, <laughs> Muddle Madness. This is a sub-dev track. is honestly a track that's already been played on the show. But, you know, hey, I've never been one to shy away from, you know, repetition for certain tracks. He has chosen a track from the game Bleed 2. And this is the DuckTales Moon theme, Bleed 2 Remix. Composed by Jukio Kalio. So, um, let's go ahead and give it a listen.
we are back. That was DuckTales Moon Theme, Bleed 2 Remix, from the game Bleed 2, composed by Jukio Kalio, and that was Muddle Madness's A Death Track to pick, so. I mean, I believe John Harrington was the one that originally played this on the show the very first time, so, uh, hey, can't really say much, I mean, and then, I believe Bedroth played a different version of the DuckTales Moon Theme, composed by someone else. Uh, but regardless, uh, DuckTales Moon theme, can't go wrong with it. Especially for a sudden death track. And that's going to bring us to the end of the show. Oh, there's not much else to say. I mean, this is the last match of the semifinal. Whoever wins this match will go on to face Kung Fu Carlito in the finals. This will then determine who will not only be the first ever Supreme of the Ring, but also the VGM Fight Club champion. So, best of luck to whoever goes off to face Carlito. Uh, once a winner is determined, I will be contacting them, letting them know what the topic of the finals will be. Uh, that being said, uh, we're going to do this a little differently. So, the... Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I lost my train of thought. Alright, so voting for this will end on Saturday. At, I'm going to say probably around mm, 7, 8 o'clock. If we go into sudden death, then voting will end the following Monday. That being said, though, the first part of the season finale will be released Sunday night into Monday morning. And that will be for the VGM Fight Club Tag Team Championship between... Team Game That Tune and a Prof and Roth connection. So, look forward to that matchup. Um, I'm really excited and I can't wait to do that episode. So, we are also cooking up something a little special for you guys in the form of a Fighters Lounge episode, uh, which kind of works out well for me because the individual, most of the individuals that have been involved in the tournament will be in the Fighters Lounge episode, including who will potentially be are two finalists in the supreme of the ring final so uh we'll have like a slight interview where we, they will be asked questions and some tracks we played and we'll be doing a very interesting topic so it'll be more of a um verbal session more than a you know music section i will plug in themes here and there or well, tracks here and there um some picked by me some picked by the uh who those of you those of who will be involved so uh, look forward to that. Um, it might take a bit for that to come out, though, because we're going to have to do a lot of audio editing, and I'm actually going to be needing help for that. Thankfully and graciously, Betroth has offered to help me with the audio editing. Anyway, uh, aside from that, not much else to say. Uh, I have been greatly, despite people trying to destroy it, I have greatly been enjoying Halo Infinite. God, there's nothing better than grabbing a, when you're out of grenades, and you just use the grapple hook to grab one of the exploding power cells and chuck it at an enemy. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to say this, like, whenever, I'll be like, you know, um, anytime I throw one of those, I'll be like, bitch! <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, uh, Halo's back, and I enjoy it so much. I'm also very much looking forward to going to MAGFest. God, I cannot wait. The next... Next couple of weeks are going to be very interesting and odd, but 
I can tell you this much. I am definitely not looking forward to this. Um... The only reason why I'm looking forward to this drive is because I'll be able to see and hold my sons for the first time in months. And that means all the world to me. So, um, outside of that, I just want to thank every and anyone who has listened in to the show. Oh, also, while I'm at it, um, I would like to shout out a... I would like to give a shout out to previously Pluto. Uh, they are a video... Uh, let's see. They're an indie game company located in Philadelphia. And they are starting a game called the big shuffle i will have the link to the kickstarter in the show notes uh oddly enough i am actually helping play test this game so you know it's a pretty fun game it's basically set in the whole idea of a it's a film noir card game so any of the any of you that are interested definitely please come give it a look see because it's definitely a um Definitely a great game that I believe anyone and everyone would actually greatly enjoy. Outside of that, uh, there's not much else I can say. Uh, it's just been... You know... I know on Rhythm Pixels, Pernell usually has this and remember thing. I really don't have an and remember. I more of have uh, this. This year... A lot of people have lost loved ones. The previous year, a lot of people have lost loved ones. Um, I have several friends who have lost not only loved ones, but also pets. Uh, just... I feel like we should all maybe just be a little bit more for grateful for what we have and the things we take for granted. And cherish what little moments we have because, you know, as we go through our day-to-day -day life, you know, it's, you know, we'll get frustrated over, like, the smallest of items or the smallest of incidences or interactions. And honestly, in the long run, they mean nothing. They mean absolutely nothing in the grander scheme of things. And you'll find yourself losing yourself in a moment thinking like, ah, oh, I can't stand this. This is frustrating. This is agitating. This is this. This is that. But at the end of the day, did it really affect your life? Did it really matter? You know, like, in the grander scheme of things, was it really that important? I find myself when I come across situations like that, I like to think to myself, like, how does this, how does this affect my children? How does this affect my life? And if it's something that doesn't directly affect my children or my life, I just kind of go with it or let it go or just accept it for what it is. Now, for some, you know, that's easier said than done. Don't get me wrong. Just, I also feel like just we all just, as a people, we all need to do better. We all need to do better. That's all I can really say. For those of you who are out there doing their best to make a world a better place, good for you. Proud of you. That's why I enjoy being part of this community. VGM Podcast got me through the first year of the pandemic. VGM Podcast got me through 2020. VGM Podcast also helped me get through that first month of my kids being gone and work in general. Like just, this community has been so open, so welcoming, so understanding, so kind and just 
I enjoy being part of this community. I enjoy the content this community puts out. I enjoy putting out content for this community. I just enjoy the overall love and interaction that everyone has with each other. And it's, you know, you never hear like no two shows really like, you know, getting on a, like you never see, you know, getting that tune over here bagging on Rhythm and Pixels. You never see Rhythm and Pixels bagging on Game That Tune, vice versa. Everyone, for the most part, gets along so well. And I am so glad for that. So, shout out to everyone, and I hope you all have are having a good holiday season. And, you know, outside of that, there's not much else I can say. For the bonus track of the night, we have from... The Danish National Symphony Orchestra and Emir Noon live. The Halo Trilogy. Well, let's. I believe this is. Let's see. Yeah. Their version of the Halo theme. So, I figured you know it's the holidays. We need something orchestral, and you know I might just throw an additional holiday, you know, holiday track as well another orchestral group i know it's not really vgm related but you know what hey if there's not a better time to play you know video games it's christmas so in the words of kenny omega thank you and good night and as always wu-tang forever catch you guys for the tag team championship match on sunday have a good night
future. the way the world ends.